Welcome to Gen Z's Guide to Politics. This is our second brain dump. Here we are to talk about a bunch of random stuff. Dustin recorded it. Very good point. Very good point. That's so true. A, a huge backyard. And like, I also have a huge, not a huge side yard, but like, it's not, I don't have a huge backyard. It's not like an acre, but it is far enough out that like, we could have a trampoline. We have a hammock. We have a table. We have a, like a four foot deep pool. It's pretty small, but it sits on our patio and all of our dogs can run around. There's also like seven trees back there. So my backyard is incredibly shaded. So some days I will just go outside with like a big blanket if it's like cool enough and I'll take my laptop outside with me and I'll just work outside. Mm-hmm. Like it's so nice. Cause like, like I art. Oh, also the other reason I was panicking yesterday is my TV broke. We have a 75 inch like flat screen TV that's like a thousand dollars and it just broke. Like, just like we can hear it. We can hear it. It, it we can hear the sound, but it, like there's no picture. And I was freaking out because my mom usually doesn't buy warranties. I always tell her to buy the warranties. I'll give her money to go buy something. I'm like, okay, here's like $250 to go replace the back door. Here's $500 to go replace this in the house. Here's this, you know, here's that. And I'm like, please buy the warranty. Please buy the warranty. Please buy the fucking warranty. And half the time she doesn't do it. So I was like, God damn it, she didn't buy the fucking warranty. I was freaking out. And I figured out what was wrong with the TV. It was like they take, it was a TK router. Um, If you know how to do welding, you can fix it. But nobody in my family is very good at welding um, or wiring. My dad um, set like a fan on fire. Like one of the, the he set a ceiling fan on fire. Oh my, My no, not the ceiling fan. Yeah. That's way worse than a regular fan because that's that's oh my god what do you do? Yeah, oh, I do it. Yanked it out of like he had already like installed it. So I'm pretty sure he just yanked it down and like just started stumbling on the fire. Um, and then my uncle Robert, he caught like the top like he was doing wiring and like and like my grandma's bedroom and I'm pretty sure he there it, like it caught on fire. But like it's like. I don't know why, but everybody in my family is really bad with wiring and she did get the warranty. So they were like, oh, we'll probably just send you a new one and you can just keep the old one. And we were like, uh, but it's like a 500. It's not even an expensive fix. Yeah. Like, and they were like, yeah, you, you can do with it what you want. So we're probably just going to fix the old TV and sell it. Wow. But like they didn't want it back. They don't want it back. They're just going to ship us a new one. And that uh, waste. Yeah, like they told us throw it away. Shit, it's fucking trash. Don't get the fuck off the airways. We were like, no, that we can't. We're gonna, we're gonna give it to somebody for parts. That's stupid. Yeah, the TV's fine. We don't need another TV. We have a TV in all of our bedrooms. Like, this is the TV that's in my room. This TV is it's ten years old. It's ten years old. This TV's fucking ancient. It's Ooh. literally the TV that my parents ever got when they moved out. And it has been through so much. This TV has withstood both of our 75-inch TVs. That's pretty impressive. That's pretty impressive. I will probably take that TV when I move. That's that's how amazing that TV is. A lot of times I can't sit like with my bed against my bed frame and watch TV. So like I will mount it to come closer to me and I'll put my back against the wall while I work and I'll watch TV. Speaking of TV. I don't actually watch a lot of TV because it stresses me out to pick something, but I watched, I, um, 
I was like, this is how I decided that I was gay. <laughs> that I was in fact uh, gay as shit. Well, it wasn't a choice. It was more like a confirmation. But <laughs> I saw an anime that they released on, on Netflix and I was like, two lesbian vampires? I've never seen that before. Interesting. One of the the human was trying to make it. She was trying to help this vampire go to this like this you know this like city that vampires and humans could be together. And then the vampire died. She died. So then the human to on her the vampire's legacy built the city in her name. That is big lesbian energy. I gotta say, seen I've seen like seven lesbian movies in the past like two weeks, right? And I like rom coms. I really like rom coms, but it's really hard to find gay rom coms. I mean, like it's really hard. Like it is really hard. And I've watched like seven gay rom coms. Four of them ended in death. Why do they kill lesbian lovers so much? Why killing Eve? One of them died. Um. Again, my theater degree coming up uh in conversation it's actually a trope in theater and in like movies especially in movies and tv actually almost always if there's like a queer character or a queer partner um or a queer couple that's like centered in the story or even side characters who are who are like gay or queer or whatever most of the time in the story they do end up dying because it's so expected for queer people to, for their lives to end tragically, like in society, that then it becomes normalized in media. So it's like the like tragic gay dead lover thing is like, actually there's like a whole, there's studies on it and everything. One of my friends, one of my great friends, Maeve, if you're listening to this, Maeve, hey, they wrote their thesis play on that whole concept. We were in school, they're another playwright. And, um, yeah, it was really good. It was really good. But isn't that like fucked that that's like a yeah. whole it's a it's such a thing that they have a whole trope for the dead gay character. Like that's terrible. Like <laughs> well, I didn't know it was a thing. That's terrible. Oh my god. What? Why would they do that? Your brain's just like flashing back to like every gay movie you've ever seen. You're like, "Huh, yeah. That sounds that sounds right." That's I like, terrible. Yeah, I feel like it definitely has a lot to do with like the AIDS crisis. Like, I feel like after that, everybody was just like kind of expected that that's how it goes. Like, I started watching Dickinson back in like November. I love Emily Dickinson. Like, me too. I, like Dickinson, <laughs> I like I love her. And I was like watching Dickinson, and then I was like whoa I'm not out of the closet I like I'm kind of out of the closet this is too much for me I'm gonna have to put a pause on this and I'm gonna have to come back to it later because there's too much going on <laughs> that thought in my head stopped this thought stopped right there right there um <laughs> my therapist was so funny because she was like I thought you were okay with being gay yeah I'm okay with it but I wasn't ready yet <laughs> and she was like but everybody knew and I was like I didn't know yet I wasn't ready and she was like but you did and I was like but I like, I wasn't, I wasn't ready to know that. I was like, because I was always told that like, I had to marry a man and have babies. And I never realized the reason I didn't want to have kids was because the thought of having a child with a man was terrifying. Uh, yeah. Just like, it's that whole idea. Like, I feel like when we're younger, it's just the thing of like, yeah, I guess I'm just gonna be a mom and like have a kid with somebody and 
he's going to do this and I'm going to do this. And that's how it is. Hey, it's Kristen and Bethany here with Girl Defined Ministries. And in today's vlog, we're going to be sharing with you eight reasons we aren't feminists. Luckily, here on Gen Z's Guide to Politics, we're like, fuck that shit. No, we're not. <laughs> um, if it makes anybody feel better. Um, so my when people would ask me what I wanted my career to be until I was about seven, I said, find several men, take money, let them die, rule the world. <laughs> and but it was literally on like a piece of paper that I wrote in kindergarten, like, what do you want to be when you grow up? And it was be rich queen with a lot of money from husbands and rural world. And that's so iconic. Oh my yeah. God. And when I learned about slavery, I was seven when I learned about slavery. So nobody, nobody freak out. <laughs> I was like, I was like, white people did what? <laughs> and I was like, no, they need to be in prison. <laughs> and he calmly sat down with me and was like, Pauline, unfortunately we cannot be held responsible for our ancestors qualms and I was like why would we be responsible for our ancestors hands and he was like not palms qualms <laughs> and I was like oh what the fuck why why are we doing this I did learn a lot about Queen Elizabeth she was gay she was really gay like she yeah. might not all the way gay I believe she was bisexual but holy shit that woman had a lot of secrets. Oh, yes. I don't know. I just call it big booty era because they all had the little, you know, the voluptuous little dresses. Yeah. 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 The um, petticoats or whatever with the. Victorian? Was it Victorian? Victorian. Yes. Victorian. Yeah. But yeah, Queen Elizabeth, that honestly, just like the English aristocracy is kind of crazy. But yeah. she I, had like horse lover. What? Like uh like a like a horse trainer man, and then there was <laughs> there was like another lady. There, we had to we had this like book that literally looked like the Bible. It had like five hundred pages in it, and it was all like single fine line. And it was called like a British literature of blah 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 blah. And we had to read like forty of the letters that she wrote to her supposed lovers, and yeah, and we had to do a discussion board on it and. That actually was probably my favorite class of like of college. It actually made me want to change my my major to like um like literature history. It wanted to make, it made me want to change my literature my um, major so bad because I do love literature and I love writing and I love books and stuff. But yeah, that teacher I never actually met her face to face, but I loved her. I, she like made us these little videos, and I've only had a few teachers that actually like. Like recorded their lectures for us to let us watch them uh, for online students but it goes a really long way and her she was the first teacher that had done that and I was watching them and I was watching them and I was just like she was like very descriptive and she was very nice I had another teacher that did it and I've actually had this teacher for four different courses her name is like um her real name is like Lu Ling but people apparently have too hard of a time to pronounce Lu Ling so she changed her name to Lydia so yeah her name is like Luling gone but so she changed her name to Lydia so I'll call her Dr. Lydia but she has like a, a PhD in economics and like health economics and one of the hardest classes I've actually taken but it's also probably my favorite course ever looking at the health industry from like an economical point of view changes your perspective it, it really does because 
the way that doctors look at patients is disgusting. Also, something else that I learned in college is how to greenwash people. Um, if you don't know what greenwashing is, it's like, look at this straw. It's made out of plastic, but it's better for the environment because you can recycle it. Yeah, so greenwashing people is really easy if you know what you're doing. I love going to Ulta and I love being like, that's greenwashing. That's greenwashing. That's actually good. That's greenwashing. This is plastic and it's saying that it's good, but it literally has microplastics in it to exfoliate your skin. That is so hard greenwashing. He's like, you're ruining my skincare. And I'm like, greenwashing greenwashing it's like it's so funny because my mom has always been like really smart about greenwashing because she she you know works in biology and everything so when I was a kid and I would go to like Target or wherever to like get skincare stuff that everybody was using like you know like the getting ready with me's and they do like the the little the bursting face wash with like the beads that like oh my god that shit my skin out I hated that. Most of those products that I ended up using ended up being super bad for my skin anyway. But like that aside, my mom was like, that's not, those have microplastics in it. You don't want to put that on your face, Rachel. And I was like, it's, it's just plastic. What are you talking about? Like little dumb fucking 11 year old Rachel is like, just let me have the fucking face wash with the beads, mom. And she's like, woof. Um, (laughs) I under. I really appreciate my generation for this because I always beat myself up because like I work from home and a lot of my friends, uh, if they're not in college, I have this like my, my bangs are just like sticking up and it looks really funny. And it's iconic, but a lot of like my friends, like I have, I have several friends that actually aren't in college that dropped out because they thought it was dumb and they just work like three jobs and they live with their parents. So they basically just like work until nine o'clock sleep and then do it all again seven days in a row and it's fucking terrible mm-hmm. and like you know I go to school full-time I even take school like over Christmas break over spring break over summer break either I have not had a break from school in like four years actually I've never had a break from school <laughs> I, oh my god I've never had a break from school wow I'm just realizing that because I, I went to college while I was in high school so like I always beat myself up because I'm like dude my best friend is my mom <laughs> And like, I'm like, I always feel bad, but there are so many other kids like, or high school students that do the same thing that I do. And their best friend is also their mom. And I'm like, oh my God, no, there's nothing wrong with me. <laughs> I just, I'm just, this, this is just terrible. <laughs> like I'm just, just life sucks. And so I'll go, my mom will come grocery shopping with me and she'll be like, oh my God, what do you think of this? She doesn't do this anymore. Because she's educated. Educated. But she, she used to be like, what do you think of the same eyes face wash? And I'd be like, no, it has microplastics. The other day she came home with this bag of refillable soap and she was like, she just slammed it on the counter. And I was like, okay. okay. And she was like, do you see what you've done to me? And I was like, you have a bag of refillable soap? And she was like, yeah, to refill my glass bottle. I'm that kind of granola mom. Oh my God. Oh my God. I was like, I was like, good job. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay. Oh my God, I just thought about this. I'm sorry. I have to talk about it like right now. Um, so do you remember how we were talking about the first brain dump we ever did? We talked about Sonic and how they had to re-edit him. Do you remember that? Yes. Oh my God, of course. So and Chip and Dale, 
Um, I have a five-year-old brother, so I watch every new child movie as soon as it comes out. Also, I just watched Bad Guys, the DreamWorks movie. I thought that movie was great. If you haven't seen it, it's definitely for adults. And it has a lot of Black characters in it. Um, but that movie was really good. But anyway, in Chip and Dale, if you didn't know this, I'm about to educate you with my, my business degree using my degree. So companies can actually use things if they like as a parody, right? So like, let's say I put SpongeBob in my movie, but I call him stupid SpongeBob (laughs) and I change him a little bit and I never reference his actual name, then technically it's a parody and I can use him. So in the new Chip and Dale movie, they used the old animation of Sonic and gave him a belly and bags under his eyes and called him ugly fat Sonic. And they got away with it because it was technically a parody. And I was explaining it to my dad and he was like, he was like, that's fucking hilarious. And I was like, yeah, yeah, they can do it a lot. And he was like, oh my God, is that why there were so many parodies back in the early 2000s? And I was like, yeah. And I think back to a, to this parody that I saw when I was like 11, because I loved watching parody music videos. It was this guy, his name was like Bart, parodies all the time. He was super famous during that Jeffree Star, Shane Dawson era. And he would dress up as these like, as like whoever he was making a parody about. So if he was, if he was making a parody as like Beyonce, he would tan himself like, and basically do blackface to look like Beyonce. Stop it. Get some help. God, I want to call him. This is going to drive me insane because I watched him all the time. Yeah, his name was Bart Baker. Is he still like creating stuff? Like, is he a, a content creator? Yeah. Oh my God, he still does stuff. Jesus. Oh my God. Yeah, he did all about that face, California girls, Anaconda. Um, oh my God. Some of the ones he did were like good. You know, I'm not going to lie, but some of them were absolutely atrocious. Like, he had Nash Greer in some of them. Like, he had a lot of famous people. And he made a lot of money. Like, I'm pretty sure he still makes, like, a good amount of money doing, like, just getting people watching his videos. But he has 9.93 million subscribers on YouTube. Like, he has a lot of subscribers even now. That was such a weird time to be alive. We really did grow up in, like, one of the most out of the box eras the world has ever seen i gotta say um yeah i like looking at my bookshelf and kind of just going like like what the fuck because i have like comics and like i'm sorry this is so off topic but i really like reading horror books i really do like them they bring me a lot of joy because the way that like horror books have to be done is completely like the suspense has to be done completely different than what they have to be done in movies it makes for like a really good book i i don't know what kind of like I don't know like what group of like space you would put me into like when you're describing somebody because my book collection is a whole bunch of comics. I have a Gravity Falls journal that sits on my bookshelf because I love Gravity Falls. And then like I also have like five sci-fi books that I don't think I've even read. Like I have Dune for some reason, but I don't feel like I've ever read that. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Like, especially because I went to school for writing, right? And like, especially in like theatrical, you know, writing, you're watching stuff. Yeah. But it's like not everybody films plays. So especially for older stuff, you have to read a lot of stuff. So it would be like, and then like the politics and human rights, it's like just document after document after document after document. I would have these books that I wanted to read in my free time. And I just... Just to the wayside, absolutely to the wayside, sitting in a stack. Hello, it's me. 
but hopefully uh, maybe I'll have a little bit more time to do reading, but we'll see. Oh my God. One of the things that we're going to talk about today is like the absolute way that we got violated by our colleges. I'm 19. I started going to college when I was 16. I started college while I was in high school. It was a special program that can be done in my state. And I started early and I graduated from a community college um, in December of 2020. And I got my high school degree in May of 2020. So I got my community college degree, my high school diploma right around the same time. Our state also has a special program, NC Promise program. And essentially it's where tuition costs $500 if you went to an NC state high school for four years. Um, and it only costs $500 for like one, it's like a basic course of selection. So like if you take eight hours, it's going to cost $500. If you take more than eight hours, it's going to cost a thousand if you're an in-state student. Um, so I did that and I went to one of the worst rated colleges in my state. It is literally one of the worst rated colleges. And I'm not going to say where I, I guess I can. It doesn't really matter. I think it's in my Instagram bio, but I went to the university. I'm going to the University of Pembroke. And they, my dean approved me to do something to essentially take an overload of courses. And I had something like terribly traumatic happen to me one semester. And I essentially got a C minus. And if you didn't know, a C minus is like a 73 it's like a 70 to a 70, like four. I got a 73 and a horse and I needed to have a C for a college for a senior prerequisite that I have to take. And they want me to retake the course and they also won't allow me to take the course. So like my dean approved me to do an overload and take it over the summer, but then I got denied by four people to not take it. And I don't understand how that works but they won't tell me what I need to do. And they won't answer my emails. And they were really mean to me. They told me like they yelled at me. I'm not going to go into specifics because I could get into trouble, but they yelled at me in emails when she wasn't in that email thread. And essentially they told me several times that like, I was like, but it's just one class. Like, I don't want to have to take one class during spring. Cause then I won't qualify for my FAFSA. Cause that's how I get to go to college is through FAFSA. Like my FAFSA won't give me money if I just take one class and I can't take any other classes. Cause they'll go, that's not part of your degree. <laughs> is What can I do? And they were like, nothing. They're like, what? So I did find a solution. It just fucking sucks. I can take like an online eight week course. And then I live two hours from my college. I live a legitimate two hours away from my college. That's why I do distance learning program and I work from home. And <laughs> there's a, the class that I need. They have a second eight week course in the fall semester, but I'll have to drive up there once a week to take the class. And I was talking to my, I was talking to my family about it. And they were like, what if the teacher just doesn't show up? And I was like, I guess I drove out there for nothing. And she was like, and she was like, what if the teacher delays the, what, but what if, and I was like, they don't care. They do not care. And I was like, and I've had so many problems with my college that like my parents have tried to get me to move to a closer college to home because, but it's like $10,000 a semester. I don't think my FAFSA would approve me to go. Like, I don't, I think they would cover maybe half of it, but like who just has an extra $5,000 every semester without taking student loans but who wants to take out student loans right now because our economy is about to collapse hello darkness my old friend a, a recession is coming it's a coming and also it doesn't help that like the like the housing market is terrible right now 
Oh, the housing market is fucking shit. Let me tell you, the housing market, I looked at the housing market the other day. I was like, I pretend I do not perceive. Like, even looking for places to rent right now is a fucking nightmare. Fucking nightmare. I, I want to move out by the time that I graduate. I'm supposed to graduate in December, so I want to move out in, like, February. I was like, I want to live by myself. Like, I, I want to live by myself. And I was just like, holy shit, this is not feasible. What the yeah. fuck? I, yeah. was just, I was in shock. I was just like, what? And, like, rent here still is still not too bad compared to other places. But we're also, um, we're, North Carolina is rated the worst state to live in mm-hmm. as far as, like, as far it's the it's like the ratio of income to cost of living per apartments is fucking it is the worst in the country because right. also side note i absolutely hate that kansas is kansas but arkansas is arkansas it's arkansas like what the fuck this all the time and people think i'm joking and i'm like no i refuse to call it Arca- arkansas it is arkansas in my head That's otherwise it does this they're moles they live underground in my brain and they traveled states like you know you know who lives in arkansas the duggars the duggars live in arkansas we don't need the duggars are but i know that they're on tlc and everybody on tlc is desperate for a check so i immediately don't like them they're the the people who they're the family who had the show that was like 19 kids and counting or whatever and then the brother was like a fucking pedophile because he's growing oh up. Oh my god, I do remember yeah. that. They have like they have like 40 children in their family. What the fuck? Yeah, so I I agree. Um Arkansas has never been Arkansas to me. I've always been like Arkansas. Honestly, we should just do a deep dive on TLC for an episode because that I have a lot to say about TLC and the media, uh, and politics. I used to like really like true crime because there was these two guys on BuzzFeed and they actually made their own channel. It's like Watcher. Rachel, why don't you tell us about your terrible experience with your college? Oh, yes. Yes. So, um, yeah. I So, actually, I had a similar issue with my credits, too, with because I was like, it wasn't the same situation by any means. Definitely not. And definitely not that ridiculous. Um, when I was trying to finish my last semester. I think I added it probably the second to last semester or maybe like one before that or something. So there was like one credit that I needed to fulfill and it was the most basic credit. It was PHR 101, right? So the most basic thing. The basic as hell. <laughs> I think the semester I had added it, they weren't running that course, right? So I couldn't have taken it that semester. And then the next semester was a fall semester, the one I was graduating, but they were only going to run that course in the spring. So I was like, okay, so like, what, like, is there any way I can like, you know, remedy, like how, how should I go about this? And they, the good thing about my school um, and going to my school was that for a lot of things between majors and minors and concentrations or whatever, if you had like classes that you had taken that you could apply to other things, they would let you quote unquote, like double dip. So it's like, oh, I already took that. Okay. Um, I can add that to this, you know, program or whatever. So that was the situation I was in with PHR. And I had already taken like 300 level courses in PHR and everything. So I had a lot of that already done. 
And I just kind of needed this one basic credit and then like an elective credit and one other requirement or something. I, (laughs) I'm going back and forth with these people. And like, I had someone sign off on that decision. I don't know how many times, probably 20 different times. And I still had to go through the process of like, Hey, I just wanted to check because I'm checking my, my course transcript. And like, this doesn't, it says like, it's incomplete, like what's going on. Um, and then it was like, Oh, we don't have record of that. And then it'd be like the person who signed off on it, the head of the department being like, no, like I told her she could substitute this class for one for, you know, the 101 class. So she's fine. She should be fine. And then it was like, okay, like you just have to go in and fill that out so we can see it. But she took so long. This, this person took so long to fill out this like one technical requirement, right? Just in the transcript itself. It took her a semester and a summer to put in that requirement. So the entire time I'm in my head, like, what if it can't get approved? What if it can't get approved last minute? Like super anxious. Right. And it literally got to the point where on the email thread in January of 2022, a month after I had technically been done with school, they were like, yeah, like we still don't have that signed off. And the professor is not answering her email. And I'm like, if I have to go into the city and walk into this building, I will do it. I will go find her and talk to her because like I need to. It was like, cause it's just, yeah, that one course and then your FAFSA totally changes. I wouldn't have had any aid, like nothing. Then eventually in the email chain, right? Um, one of the other heads of the department and everything who I had had as a professor and I loved her. She was great. Um, she taught my mediating motherhood class and like, I learned so much from that class. It was awesome. But, um, queen came in and she was like, Hey, don't worry, Rachel, I got you. Like, I'll get this taken care of. And I was like, thank you. And so she was like, Hey, like, yeah, like this is approved. I can approve it. Actually. I'm on the same level as this person. So, um, and luckily it was taken care of, but I was like, these people are still stressing me out up to the very last moment of when I'm officially graduated. Like too much. It's too much. When I, when my mom died, I was, I was 18 when my mom died. I was going into my first semester at university and they were fucking dickheads. Like, I don't, I, I, oh my God, they were just so rude. I was like, look, my mom literally just died. And they were like, don't you have anybody else that can take care of that? And I was like, no, I don't. And they were like, well, why don't you take a semester off? I'll lose my FAFSA. That sounds like a personal issue fucking duh you're the one that's supposed to help me like they were assholes about it they were like can't you just put your mom on the back burner like while you try and figure out college do you want her to rot she's literally rotting like she's literally allergy i can't even believe that people said that to you that's so fucking gross i had a teacher it's somebody services that was like can't you just figure out your mom's estate over the summer no i can't they will they will literally put her sell her stuff into a shed and they will auction it off they will literally auction it off it was like so no i can't do that and they were like well why don't you take a semester off you'll take away my fafsa oh well 
what do you want us to do about it? I, I want you to sign my fucking papers and tell me what I need to do because because I'm considered homeless because I, I am I am considered an orphan and homeless by the state. Um, not anymore because I'm 19 and technically I'm an adult and now it just says I live with roommates because I was never legally adopted. Then I have FAFSA. I have to turn in my mom's death certificate. I have to turn in my father's incarceration ticket. I have to turn in my birth certificate, my parents' birth certificates. I have to turn in a letter from um, an old teacher. I have to turn in a personal letter, essentially writing what happened to me. And it has to be refreshed every year, the personal letter and family letter. And then I have to have a doctor from a physician. I have to have a letter from a physician that I've had since I've been under the age of 16. And I have to turn that in every year. And then I also have to turn in certification saying that my mom was mentally unstable. I have to turn in certification saying that I have PTSD. And it's so annoying. I'm like, why do you guys need me to turn this in every year? You have the same paperwork on file. And this isn't just like my university. I had to do this at my community college too. But they told me at my community college, they let me know like beforehand, like a few months beforehand, they were like, you're going to have to turn this paperwork in. And now, because apparently there was so much like negligence in several colleges across the country about colleges not telling FAFSA students, specifically ones that were considered orphans or were in foster care. Because if you're in the foster care system, you actually go to college for free in the country. Do you know how many foster care kids know that? Fucking none. So many foster care kids do not know that. But like there, because there were so many colleges that were performing negligence and not telling kids like essentially what they needed to do. Now, when you apply for your FAFSA and you like say that like your parents aren't around or like, you know, they perform negligence or they're dead or they're incarcerated or you're homeless, they will actually, FAFSA itself sends you, it sends you a letter through your university email, through your personal email and a text message, essentially telling you what information you need to fill out. Because before you had to submit it to your college for your college to submit it to FAFSA. But there was so much negligence going on that FAFSA had to do something about it because so many kids weren't turning it in and then they were just losing out on all their like awarded money, which wow. really sucks. Because some kids like, essentially you pick out what college you're going to and then they award you how much money you have like, based on that and like so let's say I wanted to go to a college that just tuition was ten thousand dollars and I lived on the dormeries okay so they would essentially award me probably eight thousand dollars a semester plus however much it costs to live on the dormeries so they will award you like a lot of money depending on your situation I didn't know that when I applied for college otherwise I would have I would have went to Chapel Hill or I would have went to the University of Wilmington or Alternatively, I would have went to the University of Asheville because I really liked that college a lot. But yeah, like they, FAFSA itself is a really good thing. The people that I've had to talk to through FAFSA have been very nice. The people at my at my college that have worked for FAFSA, it's like such a mixed bag. It's like, am I going to get yelled at today or is this person actually going to care about what I have to say? But college itself sucks. Like it's so much different in other places. Like in Ireland, you just go to college for free. You just go to college. They pay for your dormeries. They pay for your food. It's that simple. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just like for everyone. Yeah. It's definitely different in a lot of places. Yeah. So. With that being said, though, I hope you all enjoyed our fun little brain dump where we talked about random things. And join us next week because next week, I think, is the end of May. And um, we have a lot of stuff planned for June. Now, don't forget to vote. This is our vote. 
do it. Check your registration also if you haven't, but they will come for you. Yes. And oh. you can also order like late voter ballots and vote from home and then mail them. I do that all the time. Like we said, follow us on Instagram, TikTok. It's at Gen Z's Guide to Politics per usual. And yeah, remember to come on back for, for some fun stuff. Um, have a great week, a great weekend, everybody. And stay, stay cool. Stay good. Stay bananas. Stay bananas. <laughs>